Deepish Thoughts with Kim and Carolyn. All right, Carolyn, we're going to go down deep for this Deepish Thoughts. And when I say deep, I mean deep down the rabbit hole. Rabbit holes. We all go and go after them from time to time. And I went down a rabbit hole for our latest episode of Scene of the Crime that is going to be coming out here in the next day or two. It's called The Mad Doctor of South Hill. And it is a creepy, crazy story. There's so many different tangents to it that when I was doing my research, I kept finding myself going down these roads that just led to nowhere. I mean, it was almost like you would see a light at the end of the tunnel and it looked like there was some something there. And so you would keep looking or I would keep looking. Just to give you an example, the story that we're going to be doing is about Dr. Hahn, who lived in Spokane back in the between the 20s and the 40s in that era. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the 1918 flu pandemic that was happening at the time coming up in this episode. So as I was doing my research, I came across several people with the last name of Hahn and several of them in the Spokane area, and one in particular who is actually known for being part of a sex ring operation. What? And I'm thinking, I wonder if they're related, if there's any connection between the Hans that I'm reading about. I have no idea. Um, but this guy was a Boy Scout leader. His name was David Hahn. Uh, in 2003, there was an investigation into his suicide because he had been accused of abusing some of his boys. And then he apparently committed suicide, but there was some question about whether it actually was suicide. So this uh, guy, we don't know if he was related to Dr. Hahn, but this was a rabbit hole that you just kept digging down, burrowing down deep. So as I'm looking to see if there's any connections between this Dr. Hahn and the Dr. Hahn of South Hill, I found another Hahn. This is David Charles Hahn. He, coincidentally, was nicknamed the radioactive Boy Scout. <laughs> now, I find all these connections so interesting. We've got the mad doctor of South Hill in Spokane, Dr. Han. Yep. We've got the other Han. Uh, let me look up his name. What did I say his name was? Where was it? See, I've got too many. I've got too many papers. You know what? I can hear it with, with all of the rustling of papers. <laughs> It's like, I don't even think we need to know what you've just confirmed is that you have got, and here I can see your face. You're just, I have to tell you who this is. Wait a second. What was his name again? What was his name again? Because there's so many different Hans. I'm like, which Han was this that I was talking about? Uh, this was, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here, I have it, I have it. David Han. So, okay. So we've got the mad doctor of South Hill who is, lives in Spokane, Dr. Rudolph Hahn. We've got David Hahn, who lives in Spokane and is a Boy Scout leader accused of all these crimes. And then we've got the radioactive Boy Scout, who doesn't live in Spokane. He's actually in Michigan, but he is David Hahn. So anyways, I'm finding all of these connections, all of these people who have the same last name, have other things in common, like where they come from or the the associations that they're connected with. And, and I just start to wonder, are they related? And I spent hours on this, okay? Way too much of my life went into this and it wasn't fruitful at all. It turns out, guess what? Han's not that unusual of a name. Yeah, right. I, I, I was, I was, I was like, I didn't want to tell you this, but I actually knew someone named Han. I was like, I can't tell you what their name is because I don't want you to research them because I think they're normal. 
I seriously thought that it was an unusual name. And so when I started seeing these Hans, I thought, oh, gosh, they could be related. No, I have no idea if they're related. But anyways, so rabbit holes. That is what I want to talk about in this Deepish Thoughts. Why do we go down? Do you find that you go down rabbit holes? Absolutely. I think that it's a it's a form of escape. It's a form of um, our personality, you know, as reporters, of course, we are going to be people who go down rabbit holes because that's what you're doing when you're researching a story. But like but for me, it's something that just reporters do, or do you think it's something that like it's just a thing that people do in general? No, not at all. I mean, when I when I I mean, for me, like for relaxation, I I like real estate just to like look at different houses. I love that diamond in the rough. You know, so going and looking, researching, looking up a house, the history, getting a deal on it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just think that it's a way it's a it's a form of escapism. And you don't have to be a reporter or a PI or a detective. And and I kind of think that's why people like true crime, too, because you're escaping into somebody else's story and you're getting these like you're going into their rabbit hole. You know, you're going into. um, So, yeah, I mean, I can totally relate. But it's funny because. When it's not your rabbit hole, like your Han story, like you just don't want to hear it. Like I was I, like, you were tired of listening. You're I, like, I don't care. I don't care. Move I, on. Like, but I gotta tell you, the guy's name. Because I get the, I get the, the need to want to do that. I totally do. I just, it's like, and that's where you, I think, where people that are in groups that are like in Facebook or social media or whatever, like they, they meet up together because they have that common interest of like, let's go into this rabbit hole together. And, you know, it's like the feeder mind. So I, I think that, um, I think they can be really positive, but they can also turn really negative really quickly, depending on what, like, for example, the coronavirus, you know, I think oh, if yeah. you could go in that rabbit hole, which is which is another scary thing about um, this episode. As I mentioned, I don't know what was more scarier for me listening to your episode about Dr. Han, the parallels between what's happened, what was happening politically, socially in 1920 when it was happening and compared to now, right now, it, it, even though it's like 100 years later, it's, you know, human beings don't evolve. You know, yeah, I mean, it is everything from, you know, what the government did in reaction to the pandemic to how the public responded. The timeline is like almost identical. It's pretty crazy. I know. As you were talking, I was like, and here's the thing. When you said Spanish flu, when we talked about this, when we were prepping for it, it was like, I don't. Oh, it's not the Spanish flu. Really? Just like it's not the China flu or the what did what did he oh flu or whatever right. he called it yes yes I I read about that too I went to the Wikipedia page when this when it was first started being compared to the Spanish flu I'm like what what is the deal with the Spanish flu you're right it has nothing to do with you know everybody had it it's just that they were trying to blame it on the the Sp- the Spanish people right as much yeah, as they're so trying it's, it's actually known as the the uh, flu pandemic of 1918 and in the episode we will call it that but at the time. Uh, it was known as the Spanish flu. Yeah, but I wanted to know, because you talked to a, a professor, and it was great to get the bites of information, but even almost that was a little bit too much for me, because like I, it's really scary how much you can give yourself without going crazy with this coronavirus. Like You could sit there and be on the internet for 
you know, all night long, just, I think I saw this, you know, there's so many memes out there that are so funny, but I saw this, this one New Yorker cartoon and it was like, the husband was like hunched over in bed and looking at his social media feed, looking at coronavirus stuff. And she goes, it's going to be, you know, it'll be the same stuff, but worse tomorrow, you know? So, you know what? I saw this interesting article. Let me see if I can look it up. There was an interesting article that looked at the average time spent looking at information on coronavirus. Oh, here it is. I found it. This is in the New York Times. Is obsessing over daily coronavirus statistics counterproductive is the name of the article. They found that about half of men and half of women were looking at coronavirus statistics on a daily basis. And they call them statistics stalkers. And they found that they tend to be more anxious 38% of them reported worrying about the coronavirus compared to only 18% of non-statistic stalkers. Well, and here's the thing, especially because we're stuck. I mean, of course, we love our families, but we're all together. And so I can tell that when my husband is doing, you know, his coronavirus research, I just feel like the energy changes. And so I'm like, can you not? And then I went, went in my daughter's room and she was, you know, searching it. And I said, please just get off of that, because I think it obviously is important to stay informed. But how can you not be informed in this 24 hour news cycle? And that's something that we that you talked about, too, that I really appreciated is the media's response to the Spanish flu. The flu flu of 19. I know. I knew you were going to get me on the flu of 1918. (laughs) Yeah. As well you should. All right. As well you should. Well, let's not go any further down this rabbit hole on Deepish Thoughts. By the way, I just want to add my my two cents before we end this. After I started thinking about this and asking myself, why do I do this to myself? uh, My personal feeling on it is that I do it because I'm looking for connections. I want to know how we're all connected to each other. I want to know how the different Hans around the world might be connected to each other. I find human connection so interesting, compelling, um, that that I'm, I'm just always looking for those connections. And so I think that's why I do it. Well, and here's the thing. You are an anthropology major. That makes sense, right? right. I mean, <laughs> full circle. Thanks for joining us for this Deepish Thoughts. And please check out our newest episode, which is coming out soon, The Mad Doctor of South Hill. It's creepy and informative. Ooh.